Praise the Lord. Shall we pray together? Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for the opportunity you've given unto us to come again to listen to your word. Our prayer is that you will speak unto us and your Holy Spirit will shine the light upon the tables of our hearts. Our hearts will be illuminated and your plan and purpose for our posterity will be fulfilled in Jesus' name. Amen. Today we will be considering the topic, Parenting, Optimizing for God's Glory. And if you will turn your Bibles with me to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 31. Here the Bible says, Whether therefore ye eat or drink, or whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. Having established in the last two episodes that our children belong to God, that though we may call them our children, in reality, they are gifted unto us by God. They are God's own, and we are in the assignment or calling to raise them up for God. We brought them forth to bring them up with the help of God, not for ourselves, but for the glory of God. Having said this, as we consider the topic before us today, parenting, optimizing for God's glory, I believe it is important for us to set the context and scope of this, that what we will be dealing with today will not be everything about what it takes to optimize our parenting for God's glory, for that will be the purpose of the whole series. But rather, what we will be doing today would be to create the mindset of seeking God's glory even as we raise our children. And if the Lord helps us as well, we intend that this forms the foundation for the scriptural guidelines we will be sharing in coming days. It is our desire that every one of us as Christians and Christian parents would be parents will come to this point in parenting that it is not just about taking care of the children and seeing them grow up to become responsible citizens of the world. Though while that is important, there is a premium duty, a divine duty, to bring them up first as kingdom citizens. Yes, of the grace of life. To see them grow up as men and women who will bring praises and glory to the name of God, their Father in heaven, and ultimately who will live with him at last in eternity. Now, you might have noticed that there are two components to this glory we are talking about here. When we say optimizing for God's glory, there is an initial glory that is the delight in our children that God has. The pleasure that God derives when he sees our children live a life that is separate from the world. Like Samuel, walking with God day after day. It is that delight that God has when he sees that desire and hunger within them for him. And when he sees them walk persistently with him, God finding them worthy to take on his course on earth when he seeks for a man. Now there is a second component of the glory, which is eternal. That after a fruitful walk with God on earth, they will live with him in eternity. And so when we say optimizing for God's glory, we are looking at not just the initial, but we are also looking at the eternal. We are not looking at just the temporal, but also the eternal, because they are complementary. Now, may I say for the umpteenth time that as parents, our assignment is to raise sons and daughters of God who will bring 
forth the praises of God on earth, fulfilling his purpose on earth, and live with him in eternity. It is when we achieve this, of course, through the help of God, that we can say we are successful in our divine assignment and calling as parents. So it simply means that the assessment of success to a very large extent may be retrospective. But understanding this, there are principles that would help us. And these are the principles that we trust God to teach us as we go through this series. I have said it before, that as Christian parents or would-be parents, our goal is not to raise happy and successful kids so that others will praise us and how well we have raised them. It will amount to a misplacement of priority to do so as believers. Instead, God is calling us to raise our kids, his kids, to be holy and submitted to him so that they will bring praises to his name. The Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 4 verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things, including your children, including my children, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. It is not out of place for us to conclude that the child that God has given unto you or that will give unto you is not for your own pleasure. Are we on the same page? But rather, for God's pleasure, he has given the child unto you. It is right to therefore say that any attempt you make are either to raise that child to fulfill your own purpose or pleasure outside God's purpose and pleasure what you are doing will be tantamount to robbing God. And there are many people that are currently robbing God. Does that make sense to you at all? Now, you know some people would say or think that the only way to rob God is by not paying tithes and offerings. But even in the book of Malachi chapter 3, where that was mentioned, the people there asked, wherein have we robbed you? Meaning they understood fully that there are multiple ways to rob God. And I've come to say one of those ways in which people rob God is even in raising their children. When you raise your children, not for God's glory, but for your own glory or for their own personal well-being, outside God, you are robbing God. So the glory of God should be our primary purpose because it, it was the purpose of creation. It is the outcome of even redemption and it should be the desired outcome of everything we do on earth including raising our children. When Christ was on earth, he sought not his own glory, but the glory of God. Now, if we would follow Christ's example, we will seek not our own glory, even concerning our own lives, neither will we do so concerning the lives of our children. We will seek God's glory and God's glory only. Christ Jesus did not think of himself to be equal with God. The Bible says, but rather, he made himself of no reputation and took upon himself the form of a servant. Brethren, may I say today that you are a servant of God as a parent. You are a pastor as a parent. Does that make sense to you at all? And so, because you are a servant of God, you are to do the will of the one who has called you as a servant. And the bidding of God is the one that should take priority in your life. And in your actions. My question for you is how does this understanding change your approach to parenting? Perhaps you have been in charge all this while and you have pushed God to the background. 
choosing to parent as you wish or deem fit since you thought you were in charge. Now, what we are saying here is that there is a higher authority whose guideline you must follow, whose bidding you must do, who owns that which is in your possession, whose counsel you must take and seek even as you raise your children. This puts a responsibility on every one of us as parents that we personally must know God, not the said about God, but we seek to know God. We seek Him in prayers and we seek His word even concerning our children. It's a burden of responsibility that God has given unto us. So two points have been made so far. As parents, we should not raise our children for our own self-glory. It amounts to robbery and we must seek the glory of God in all things. The second point we have made is that we cannot afford to do it our own way. We are servants. We must seek to know the mind of our master. We must seek to, to know the desires of our masters. We must check the owner's manual because he owns them and he has instructions on how to raise them. These two points brings me to the last set of points I'll be making today. Knowing this, it simply means that as we raise these children, we should see to it that God, their owner, is satisfied with the way we are raising them up and also satisfied with them. Does that make sense at all? It means that both our approach to parenting and the outcome of our parenting are important. Now for the approach, I believe God gave us a framework in the scripture and we've read it before. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 31, whether therefore ye eat or drink, whatsoever ye do, do all, not some, do all to the glory of God. So as a general rule, living for God's glory is sufficient to regulate every man's conscience and practice. That whether we eat or drink or whatever we do, we can do all with the habitual goal, aim to attain God's glory. So it simply means that we must understand, we must acquaint ourselves with what is important to God, what glorifies God. And that's not what we are going to be covering under this episode. But perhaps my own question for us all listening in is how many times does the consideration of what glorifies God surface when we are making decisions about our children? Is it not true? That we consider all other factors first, perhaps cost savings, ease, convenience, track records, or what have you? How many times did we say, let's pray to seek God's face concerning a matter about our children? Is it not true that we just rationalize many times and take decisions without putting God in our thoughts? As we bring them up, can we say truly, day after day, we have our primary goal? In mind that God may be glorified. Now, I will stop these questions because of my time. But before that, may I mention that not considering God and His glory in our thoughts have cost a lot of us much. What we oftentimes forget is that there is wisdom in raising our children for God's glory. And you say, What is the wisdom? It's the wisdom of the scriptures. God protects his glory. And I want to repeat that. God protects his glory. Time would not permit me to go there. But if you look at the book of Isaiah chapter 48 verse 9 to 11. 
Isaiah 42, verse 8, and many other passages, you will realize that God takes his glory seriously. So once you have committed a child to the fulfillment of God's glory, not just in words, but also in consistent actions, you activate the power of God. You activate the protection of God on the child because God will not share his glory and God will protect his glory. If you have wondered how come Samuel grew in the midst of the children of Eli, whom the Bible called the children of Belial, if you have ever wondered how the same Eli, who could not discipline his children, was able to mentor Samuel, my brethren, the answer is simple. God was in the matter. So what I've come to say today, as we bring this to a conclusion, is that God sits in the matter of his glory. You see, for example, in the case of Samuel, we just talked about, in 1 Samuel chapter 2, verse 21, the Bible says, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. When you go to verse 26, it says, the child Samuel grew on and was in favor both with the Lord and also with men. When you come to chapter 3 of the book of 1 Samuel, the scripture also recorded that the child Samuel grew and the Lord was with him. So you see, God sits in the matter of his glory. God would guard his glory jealously. And time will fail me to talk about more examples of this. And if this is the only thing you are getting from this whole series, mark this, that God protects his interest. The question for us here is that are we raising our children for God to take interest, special interest in them because they are carrying his glory? Remember that God always looks for a man, a remnant to keep, a few to give grace to, a few to deliver, even in the midst of perversion and destruction. My question for you is that are you as a parent seeking God's face to take interest in your kids? We will be doing this on Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and I hope you will join us as we beseech the face of God for our children. Have you yourself taken interest? In making sure that your children attract the jealousy of God. That God will be jealous over them and will guard them jealously as he guarded Israel jealously when they kept his ways. As we bring this episode to a conclusion, my brethren, some of the questions we want to ask ourselves is, are we raising the children for his glory or for our own glory? Are we raising the children for a better life on earth or a better life? In eternity is God satisfied with the way we are currently raising the children he has given unto us are we intentionally making conscious efforts to raising our children for the glory of God to please God to attract God's jealousy over them desperate the Mary Maya these are food for thought for us these are things we need to ask ourselves and introspect Examine ourselves, and if we need to repent, we should. And the Lord God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you once again for the illumination of our hearts concerning this mind you would have us to have, though generally for our Christian living, to seek your glory, but also in raising our young ones. It is our prayer that you would help us to always seek your glory in these lives that you have given unto us, to raise, to become sons and daughters of God, children that you will be delighted in, that you will take interest in. 
help us to bring them up to bring glory to your holy name in jesus name we pray amen god bless you